So this week, as I was posting the sermon from last week preached by Carol Luther, got a phone call from a parishioner who said, oh yeah, she quoted your dad in that sermon. As I was reading the gospel today, I say, blessed is the parish who cannot get away from the Helmers. <laughs> Jesus must have said that somewhere. It reminded me of when I came out to seminary to CDSP and I wrote my bishop and said, I want to go and study in Berkeley because I want to get out from under my dad's shadow. He's a prominent priest in the Midwest. Bishop said, fine, you go there. I get here, I get off the plane. First person I meet is Professor John Cater, who later became my academic advisor. And the first words out of his mouth are, I know your dad. <laughs> and ladling irony upon irony is my parents are arriving tomorrow for nine days. It'll be my dad's first visit to Mill Valley. So, one of those fun things about story. And I want to lift up story today to start to illumine the first of the Beatitudes. Jesus teaching, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Something that Carol touched on in her sermon last week, the importance of story, it is at the foundation of our tradition. Though we often make the mistake of thinking doctrine or dogma is at the foundation of our tradition, but it is story. It is at the foundation. And it is where that story intersects with ours that we uncover the deep truths of what Jesus teaches of the gospel he gives us. The first story I want to tell this week is a hard one. And it is about who we are as Anglicans, as part of a worldwide Anglican communion. And it unfolded this week in a very harsh way. As our primates were meeting in Dublin, the leaders of our communion were meeting there, seven of those primates had boycotted the meeting because they're upset that the Episcopal Church is still part of the communion, and they're upset with the communion leadership for not sanctioning us for decisions we've made over the past 10 years. And in the midst of that context, something awful happened on the ground in Uganda. A prominent human rights activist, an outspoken advocate opposed to laws that were going to make being gay or lesbian a capital offense in Uganda, was brutally murdered in his own home. What touched on the Beatitudes for me today was what happened at his funeral. The Church of Uganda refused to send a priest to sanctify his burial and instead had a lay reader come who got up and proceeded to berate being gay and lesbian, anything that is out of the ordinary in the traditional hierarchical patriarchal culture of their context. David Cato, who had died, had many friends there, and finally one of them got up and said, we're not taking this anymore, and said over and over again into the microphone which he wrested from the lay reader, we are not here to fight. We are not here to fight. We are not here 
to fight. And then Bishop Christopher Senyonjo, who has been excommunicated from the Church of Uganda, led the procession to bury David's body in the ground. There is still no word from the Archbishop of Uganda, even though the event caught international attention and even garnered statements from our own State Department and our President. I thought of Bishop Senyonjo standing by the grave of David Cato and the death threats that he has suffered. I thought of our primates meeting in Dublin powerless to overcome the deep rifts and divisions that divide us. And I thought of Jesus' words, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is talking to a crowd of peasants from the Galilean, Judean, and from the Syrian countryside in today's reading from Matthew. He's talking to people who were nameless as far as the authorities were concerned, who were invisible to puppet kings, the religious authorities, and to the Roman emperor. They have come to Jesus for something to give them hope and meaning. The first words out of his mouth are blessed. Blessed are you for being poor in spirit, for having little, next to nothing. Yours, he says, is the kingdom of heaven. Closer to our context is the Corinthian community. Today's reading from Paul's letter. If you were here last week, you would have heard the opening of the letter. Paul, as usual, cannot hold himself back from saying what he believes or sees. Now, Corinth is far removed from our time. In many ways, it could not be more different, but there is one important similarity that touches on the reading today, and that is Corinth, like our world, was a place where there were many ideas coming and going. They didn't have the internet, but they had good roads. And they had an empire that was largely at peace, which allowed commerce to go back and forth, and allowed people like Paul to go in and bring new ideas, new religions even, to a people who were interested in taking a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and seeing what worked for them. Thing is, if you remember from last week's reading, Paul is berating them for factionalizing because they're doing the old ancient game of claiming loyalty to a particular philosophical group or teacher, of being disciples of one or another person. Some were making claims to Apollos, another Christian teacher. Others were making claims to Paul, some to Cephas. Paul says, you don't get it, do you? This claim to authority of having power, spiritual power, 
being in the right because I know who the right teacher is. So Paul says, the true story of our tradition is not about the authority that we claim. The true story is rather found in the cross and its foolishness. True authority is found when we are empty of all our righteousness and our hands and our hearts are open. When we are broken, when we are forgotten, like those peasants standing at the Sermon on the Mount, hungry for every word that came from Jesus' lips. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. good news for us today is that the message of the cross is for all of us when we are most vulnerable, when we are feeling least faithful, when we have lost control, we thought, of our destiny and our lives. The gospel is there for us. The kingdom of heaven shows up for us like it did for the people standing at the side of David Cato's grave this week, like it does for all those who are on the margins of our world, and for us when we are afraid, when we are vulnerable. And our response to that matters as much as our embrace of that reality. And this is what the prophet Micah gives us today. Micah was addressing a people who had gone off the rails with their faith. And Micah, like Paul, doesn't pull any punches when he talks to them. He reminds them that it is not their great sacrifices or their enormous gifts that capture God's attention, nor honors the gift that they have been given as people of God. Rather, he tells them and us that it is our response to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with our God. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G We wish you God's peace and we hope to greet you in person very soon.